When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast, fresh off of a week in Orlando, Florida at the PGA Merchandise Show, the 2023 version of uh, golf's big gathering there in Sunshine State. Uh, it is a, a big ordeal, and both Joe and I were there to experience it and uh, catch up with a lot of people we know and haven't seen in a long time, and it was great to be back, but Joe... I know it's a long week. Are you uh, recovered fully yet from walking the floor a hundred or so times today? No, Al. I think it'll take me another week to recover from this long week of the PGA show. And we kind of know that going in. Um, you know, for some of the folks, you know, that are tuning into this podcast, uh, you know what the PGA merchandise show is. Uh, it started in 1954. And it is the biggest industry gathering of the people that participate in the business of golf. So it is a big deal. However, it's not open to the public. So it isn't something that you can come buy a ticket to and, and come look at it yourselves. And I mean, for all the serious golfers that are out there associated with Lynx Magazine, it's too bad in a way. Because you talk about the proverbial kid in a candy store. And everywhere you turn, A, you're seeing amazing new product, and B, you're running into someone who you know in the business, you know, that you've dealt with over the years, and it really is like old home week. So as exhausting as it is, because you're on your feet, you know, sometimes, you know, for 14 hours in a given day of, you know, of displays and walking and searching and discovering um, and then the socializing that goes along with that and the business deals that get made from that. So a fantastic week, an amazing week every year. A lot of enthusiasm again this year as the economy has recovered sufficiently. People are traveling much more again and uh, definitely buying clubs and playing golf. So, you know, I mean, for me, a great week, but uh, but uh, yes, a tiring week. It's anything and everything that you could possibly imagine having to do with the game of golf. It's equipment, it's innovation, it's destinations and tourism packed in. I mean, there's, I don't know how long it is exactly. It's a, probably several football field lengths long of booths lined and, and stacked on top of each other like ingredients in a sandwich. And it starts... You know, typically it starts on the, the Tuesday every week at Demo Day. I didn't get the chance to go to Demo Day, but that's where every club manufacturer takes their latest and greatest out and shows off what they have to offer uh, in this new year on the golf calendar. Uh, and then goes into a three-day stint of the show floor uh, presentations, you know, uh, demonstrations of, of certain kinds and um, booths where people are showing off their products. So, uh, after a lot of walking around, like we said, uh, we noticed some things and took note of what interested us from 
Goff's newest developments uh, and inventions uh, that popped up and, and caught our eyes. So um, for me, I'm going to start actually just the day before the, the show was underway. Uh, so on Monday, I got the chance to go um, about 80 miles east of Orlando and a little less than that uh, due north of Tampa. There's a property that many people have probably heard about uh, that's being redeveloped. It was the World Woods Golf Club, and it is turning into Cabot Citrus Farms, Cabot's first U.S. property. Um, and I was invited to go see the progress so far. Uh, excited to report that the three, or you could also call it four courses at Cabot Citrus Farms are uh, on track to debut in December 2023, so December of this year, they will unveil two new 18-hole courses, a 10-hole course, and an 11-hole course that combined make a 21-hole course concept. That was the big news coming from Cabot Citrus Farms. So uh, I walked the property with uh, Kyle Franz, who's doing what was the Pine Barrens course, now called Cabot Barrens. Uh, Mike Nuzzo, who is doing this 21-hole concept, it's it's called the 21. Uh, I called it Blackjack when I walked out there, and I guess that's another nickname they have for it, uh, being that the 10-hole is called the 10, the 11-hole is called the Ace, and combined they're the 21. And uh, the other one is the Rolling Oaks is Cabot Oaks now. And that's going to be a combination of Franz, Nuzzo, and uh, Rand Morissette, uh, who runs Golf Club Atlas. And I know a lot of people have probably heard that name as well. Right now, it's just sand, but by December, it should be ready to go. Uh, and that will, will bring something new and exciting uh, to destination travelers, golf travelers to Florida. On top of that, I learned at the PGA show uh, met with some folks from Streamsong Resort and their fourth course, which many know was announced earlier in 2022, called The Chain. Ben, uh, ben Crenshaw, Bill Core are designing a 19-hole course there to be the fourth course of the property. And the timeline of that is looking like fall 2023. So within this calendar year, Florida is going to have two really high-quality it already has stream song is high quality, but adding in Cabot Citrus Farms uh, will make for a good uh, one-two punch pretty close to each other there in Central Florida. Joe, I know you probably heard about both of those developments. Uh, any thoughts on what is being brought to Florida? Yeah, I mean, Al, you're, uh, you're exactly right. I, I think in the case of the transformation from World Woods to Cabot Citrus Farms. I mean, this is among the boldest strokes of a developer that, you know, I know of, that I've heard um, in my lifetime of golf and golf travel. Uh, there were two perfectly respectable golf courses, um, ironically designed by Tom Fazio. Uh, and I say ironically because pretty much the same thing happened to him at Pinehurst Resort where he had a top 100 public access golf course, number four. And the resort, Poobahs, decided as good as it was, we think it can be better given the land it's on. And I think 
and and when Gil Hans redid number four, again, no disrespect to what Tom Fazio had put there, but what Gil Hans did took that minimalistic, the kind of shaping that, you know, we're all enamored with these days and the exposed sand and everything. And the Cabot Citrus Farms people decided we could do the same thing and we should do the same thing. Only they gave that project to some architects that weren't as well known as Gil Hans. And um, a little bit of a chance in terms of marketing purposes, but some architects that insiders know are terrific. And um, and great to see these guys get a chance to do some original work, even as they're complete makeovers of existing courses. Stream song. I mean, what more can we say about string song except, you know, um, how do you improve upon perfection? Well, you add a little more. So, you know, to have another fun core Crenshaw short course to complement what's going on there. Um, yeah, uh, it's very exciting for people who venture to Florida and, um, you know, both of those are not like, you know, right off the beaten path, right by the airport kinds of destinations. So, you know, you got to make them like, yeah, it's absolutely worth getting to. And here's yet another reason. So, um, yeah, what can you do but applaud and look forward to those openings? Having now seen the Cabot Citrus Farms area, that tree, you thought this too when you saw World Woods. At one point in time, and also having seen Stream Song, it's it doesn't feel like Florida at all. And and this is probably the most the two glaring examples that are not quintessential Florida golf. Flat, um, not really much of uh, elevation or undulation change. And this is kind of the opposite of that. There's a lot of that out there. And how interesting that both of them are adding a course that's not 18 holes and in the um, instance of stream song, 19 holes ranging from 90 to 275 yards. Uh, and the 21 at Cabot Citrus is, has holes ranging from 85 to 560. There's a 560 yard par five on, on one of those courses. So. Uh, Al, we're, uh, we're breaking down those barriers where golf courses absolutely had to be 18 holes, par 72, two par threes and two par fives on each nine. Um, you know, whatever the number was, 7,000 yards or or so. And um, it's refreshing, you know. I mean, if, if a golf course uh, is meant to be 10 par three holes or 21 holes where it can be combined in a 10 or 11 hole, you know, progression, um, it's golf. And it's about going out to have fun. And maybe not being so structured uh, will add to the fact that you're just out there to be in the air, enjoy the camaraderie, play against your pals or the golf course, and um, and and not have it uh, say set in stone that this is the way a golf round has to be. And if you haven't heard our episode on unconventional golf courses, we did that just recently. So go back and, and listen to that on the podcast. Um, keeping in the the area of golf travel and, and destinations, things like that. One of the busiest areas at the PGA show is the tourism area, golf tourism and um, uh, different sorts of trips you can take. Uh, it seems like there's a, a booth for any destination you could think of in the world that you pass by the tourism Italy booth. There's a Dominican Republic 
There's places like Scotland and Ireland, and one that I found really interesting that Joe and I stopped by, we actually saw Tom Fazio right outside of it and said hello to him, uh, was the South African tourism area. And in particular, there is a company called Pro Golf Africa Safaris that Joe and I talked to for about 10 minutes and got the whole spiel. And, and this is a fascinating idea uh, that you think of like going on a trip to South Africa, anyone at one point in time has probably thought that, you know, maybe one day I'll get to do the African safari where I see the lions and the giraffes and the zebras and all the, they call it the uh, Africa's big five animals that are out there that uh, is unlike any other experience in the world. Well, how about a company that provides a tour where it combines that traditional African safari with wine tastings, guided hikes, uh, of the area, fabulous gourmet dinners, and premium level golf. Uh, I think what they were telling us was that, you know, on a particular tour, they'll, you play golf for five days on five different courses. Uh, you go you know, do the safari, you do the wine tasting. There's a day where you can make your own itinerary. My question was, could I do shark cage diving if I wanted to? And they said, yeah, sure. You go right ahead. We'll stay back with everybody else. But uh, do what you want to do yep. if that's what you, if that's what you want. But I that's mean, also uh, what I would say uh, to you, Al. Yeah. You go right ahead. I'll um, <laughs> I'll, I'll see you when you get back. But what an amazing thing! And of course, how inviting their booth was. They they were all dressed in zebra pants and, and ready to make that a talking point and, and see what they were all about. Um, I've done my fair share of traveling, hence my nickname, Traveling Joe. I never have made it yet to South Africa. I've assigned stories there and gleefully edited them and look at the photos and, um, and and seen the tournaments on television with the animals roaming around. You have South African golf courses with giraffes on the property um, along with a number of other animals. And some of these golf courses uh, that feature these uh, trophy animals basically um, are part of this tour. And, and it's the other part of golf tours and tourism is that there are buddies trips, guys or girls, that you kind of play 18 or 36 holes a day. You are really there to soak up the golf. And in a safari style tour, uh, the pro golf safaris or pro golf African safaris, you know, puts on, they're realistic about it. So we're going to take you to great golf courses that host national championships and international events such as the President's Cup. But we're going to space that out properly over two weeks so that you can do wine tasting, so that you can do an actual photography safari where you get up close with these animals as close as prudence allows. Um, and then, whoa, on day three, you have another fabulous golf course to play. So. You know, it, that's another way to do golf tourism, and it's a great way, uh, especially if you're ready to take take on something new. And for a lot of travelers, that is a bucket list item to do the safaris. The other bucket list places that uh, we all know and love, particularly Ireland, Scotland, had a really strong presence. And I know, Joe, you spent some time, good time, with the the Ireland folks. Uh, that I did. You know, um, we almost joke about it, Al, that if if you plant yourself in that tourism section and Scotland and Ireland um, and their various entities, sub entities, uh, participating partners, 
uh, and you just camp there for a few hours, you're going to see everybody you want to see that's going to come by there because whether you're an equipment buyer, whether you're a club professional, eventually you're going to want to go to Scotland and Ireland. And these are some of the uh, both tour operator companies, um, such as our good friends, uh, the dog leashes at Perry Golf uh, and, and some of the other excellent companies out there that, um, you know, been doing a long time. Ireland in particular, you know, and, and I say that because there's a lot of fantastic things happening throughout Scotland. Um, from new golf to hotel refurbishments, uh, a division called the Marine and Lawn um, Division that's sprucing up the Marine Hotels at North Berwick, at Troon, uh, just got Sleeve Denard at, uh, right next to Royal County Down. Of course, redid Russick's in St. Andrews. So, you know, there's investments going on there um, in Scotland and, and uh, Northern Ireland. But Ireland itself... Um, I mean, they have real reason to stand up and say, how about us? You know, they're uh, they're getting the Open Championship back at uh, Royal Port Rush in 2025 in Northern Ireland. Ryder Cup's coming in Adair, Adair Manor in 27. They have their own hotels uh, that are that are doing great gangbusters, you know, with additions at Old Head and, you know, talk about your bucket list courses. But it's. It's the Irish theme in general. It's that hospitality. It's raise a glass, pour a pint, um, the singing. They had a great uh, reception for the media and and, and other industry folks. Uh, Stephen Walsh doing the guitar playing and singing. And uh, he is a former club champion at Port Marnock, one of the world's top 100 courses. So the good people like Alison Metcalf from Tourism Ireland and uh, Ruth Moran, um, we saw them all and Paul McGinley leading the charge to say, come on over to Ireland. Everybody's traveling again. And we know about the trophy courses and tea times are challenging at the best. But the one plug I'll give, because people like Gordon Dogleash made it from Perry Golf, Bill Hogan from Premier Golf. Think about the Northwest. That's what they call that area of Ireland. Because you've now got a top 100 course called St. Patrick's Links that Tom Doke did for the Rosa Pena people, the Casey family. So now there's a real reason a top 100 to get there. And then you discover two courses at Ballyliffin that you think should be in the top 100. And Rosa Pena has two other courses and a number of other courses in the Northwest. You can make that same trip. You get all the Irish culture and hospitality and now great golf at two-thirds the cost and more availability. So, yep, raising the flag right here and now for uh, for what's going on with Golf Ireland and, uh, and, and the good stewards of uh, tourism that Ireland always has been. We did. I remember we did a um, piece on Northwest Ireland in an, a recent issue of, of Lynx within the past couple of years. Um, and I think we called it the Emerald Isles wild card. And you're starting to get a real interest in that area of Ireland in the Northwest corner. So, you know, just like any other big day destination like this, uh, if you're thinking about it, particularly if you're thinking about maybe trying to get to the open when it goes to Royal Fort Rush, the time really is now to start making those plans because 
of how popular things are, how, how much is probably already booked at this point. Uh, so you really need to look uh, for 2025, I would say, you do need to look in 2023 to make those plants. Yeah, my understanding, Al, is that 80 to 90% of the trophy course tea times are sold out in Scotland and Ireland for 2023. And that of the six or seven bucket list courses, 2024 is 40% sold out. So, yes, if you're thinking about a trip, start planning it and lock it in. Yeah. And if you're thinking about going anywhere, um, you're probably going to need some good golf shoes to do it. Boy, we saw a bunch of golf shoe companies showing out in the PGA show floor. In particular, I had the chance to go by the Foot Joy booth and see what they had going on, what was new. They've got a couple of things that people should uh, keep an eye out for. Um, one is their new Hyperflex shoe. You've heard of the Foot Joy Hyperflex. Well, they have enhanced it and improved it for 2023. Uh, we got to talk to one of the, the designers of that shoe was actually there and gave us a little uh, run through of the new technology of this Hyperflex carbon golf shoe that they have. And essentially he said, you know, this is an athletic looking golf shoe, uh, one that was built for comfort. But what they've done now is they talk to the tour players that wear foot joy shoes, listen to what is most valuable and important to them. And this is going to be a shoe that you're going to see players wearing uh, on tour coming up here soon. And the big reasons why um, they added a carbon fiber plate uh, in the heel sole of the shoe for stability. Um, what they also did was they changed the, the outsole of the shoe. It used to be kind of this, you know, almost fabric type material, uh, like a really thick and sturdy sock, almost is what you'd kind of describe it as. And that used to be throughout the shoe. Well, it still is, but they also added a, what they call a thermoplastic uh, wrap around the shoe, which provides additional support, a little bit more uh, weatherproofing. Uh, they said their, their old shoe would you take it out and this white uh, material would just turn brown immediately if you were dealing in the dirt and the grass. Um, the thermoplastic uh, repels water and repels dirt better than that, easier to clean. So that was an improvement there. You know, it's a really good looking golf shoe. Uh, they have a very colorful version, the black and a white version, but the Hyperflex Carbon on the high end of the the better golf shoes that Flip Joy has coming out this year. Uh, what also I saw was some kind of groundbreaking technology that Flip Joy is working on. Their Flip Joy Fit Lab. Uh, it's called a volumental 3D scan. Uh, essentially, this machine you take your shoes off, stand on it, and your socks kind of roll your uh, pant legs up. And uh, this Flip Joy machine takes a 3D scan of your feet, gives you all the touch points, your arch, uh, the balls of your feet, the width, uh, and of course length. When I did it, you know, I figured out from my scan that one foot is slightly smaller than the other. Uh, and for me, I, you know, feel like I have a normal looking foot, never really given much thought to width and how that, in terms of a, a golf shoe, what I need to wear. I knew that there was a, a wide option, but I just thought, hey, you know, I'm normal. What this machine actually told me uh, on my scan was I have a narrow 
foot in terms of what I should be fitting my shoe, my, my foot in a shoe for. So maybe that little change could add something in my game to where I, I didn't really know that the preferred shoe for me would be a narrow fit. But after that, it takes a, into account your preferences, you like comfort, what type of weather are you going to wear these shoes in? Uh, and down the line at the end of a little survey, it recommends the shoe uh, based on your preferences, based on your measurements that you should be wearing if you're going to wear a foot joy shoe. So really cool technology, uh, still in the works and hopefully something they'll, they'll roll out very soon, but it's going to make that shoe buying process with Protjoy in particular much easier for you to make a decision on. Joe, did you well, see Alan, that? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that that is a very solid report. Um <laughs> There's there's a reason that FootJoy is the giant, you know, in the shoe industry and has been for our entire lifetimes, um, and and the commitment to quality and technology and the rest uh, speaks for itself, which is its its market share, um, and uh, yeah, I mean me personally, I'll always have a soft spot, <laughs> literally, for FootJoy, um, you know. There are others out there um, making terrific, innovative footwear as well. And um, one of them that caught my eye uh, most definitely was from a company that's been around a little while, kind of reinvented itself, called True Linkswear. And, um, you know, one of the things that appealed to me in talking, you know, to the folks there, um, especially Brendan Wallach, the vice president of marketing, was it's a Pacific Northwest based company. Um, you remember Ryan Moore, a great PGA Tour player, U.S. Amateur winner, and so forth, and his brother Jason, that uh, you know, run uh, this company, True Linkswear, and um, with the experience in the Pacific Northwest, they have a little more um, uh, <laughs> understanding than most as you're getting through watery, mucky kinds of conditions because you do get a lot of rain up there. And so um, for those guys, uh, going back to drawing boards and trying to figure out what will work best, not, not only on the golf course, but off, and uh, and especially when you're dealing with conditions like that. So they debuted at the show, uh, again, this updated uh, shoe called the Lux Hybrid, True Links, where, um, again, it caught my eye for two reasons. One, uh, as he explained, They've got this little mud guard down, um, you know, near the sole of the shoe that is so practical because if you're going through mud, water, whatever you're going through, it's super easy to clean. You just take a wipe and it's done. And we know how golf shoes can get, you know, if left untreated a little bit. Um, so that was one of the things that jumped out to me uh, in that shoe is the Lux Hybrid. And um, and the other thing, uh, really, and Al, you know this from experience with me, um, it's not the fully waterproof knit upper. I'm happy about that. It's the Achilles heel pad that um, it's stitched right into the heel. It gives you a little more stability, um, which is great, obviously, but it's also a really nice nylon material that helps present, uh, prevent blisters. And uh, I had a wonderful round earlier uh, in 2022 with Al 
walking a top 10 golf course. And um, unfortunately, the shoes were not the best fit for me. And I developed some terrible blisters. Um, and it was not that difficult of a walking golf course. So um, that was tough. It was tough to recover from. And in examining some of the technology, you know, that folks specifically say, we get it. We get how blisters happen and how debilitating, how painful they can be, um, you know, credit the Lux Hybrid, True Linkswear, you know, for addressing that issue. So, um, you know, it sounds like we've got a lot of smart people working on uh, shoe technology these days. And uh, again, you know, tried and true, certainly with uh, the giant FootJoy. And um, and then you know take a take a look at the Lux Hybrid from uh, from True Linkswear. Yeah, it's a good looking golf shoe, and then I just pulled it up. Um, I, I've known about True Linkswear for a while too, and yeah, they're good looking from all accounts. They're extremely comfortable shoes, and to your point, it's, it's really important. You don't want a shoe that's going to give you blisters. So, um, good find by you, out on the floor. Um, yeah, and they've also added what they call the True Apparel Collection. They've done a little apparel in the past, but, um, you know, I was kind of ready to walk away. Um, like, no, you got to see this because, uh, you know, it's interesting. They're sh I mean, you feel the material, you know, and even in T-shirts, I'm like, okay, yeah, you can feel the difference. You know, you can feel what's going on. It's so much about performance. You know, it's got to look good. You know, there's got to be a function to it. Um, and, uh, you know, again, as long as you're looking at the shoes, take a look at the apparel collection and t-shirts I'm fascinated by because, you know, they're not traditional for golf clearly, but tiger brought them back a little bit. And we see these fashion barriers being broken down day after day, year after year. And, um, you know, give them a look. I think you had another item, right? That in, as long as we're talking about footwear, Speaking on the topic of feet, you had another one, another thing that you were going to mention uh, regarding feet, right? Well, yeah, maybe my favorite story that I encountered at the show um, is what goes into your shoes between your feet, which are socks. And um, I came across, uh, a, they're reasonably new to golf, but not brand new. But the story is worth repeating. The company is called Tall Order. And um, I don't think I've ever heard of a more appropriate name <laughs> um, in that regard, because um, this is the story of uh, the Friedman family. Lisa Friedman, her sons, Mike and Dan, and um, Lisa's husband passed away in the World Trade Center attacks on September 11th back in 2001 and a devastating loss for any family and all of us as Americans, um, you know, who, who endured that, but this was particularly awful for this family. And one of the things they did in helping their own recovery was bringing vital supplies to first responders, which included socks because they were having to hose down all the fires that were going on and all the muck that was created, you know, down in that area. And so, you know, in getting socks to the first responders, it gave birth to an idea of making a better sock. And um, the way they started it was they called it tall order. 
because it was both specific to tall people. Um, Mike Friedman is six foot 11, and I met him yesterday. His brother Dan is six foot nine. And in addition, the name referred to the tall order it would take to pay those to pay back those who helped out in the hour of need. So now they have uh, a, a reason to produce this sock and make it of better quality and, and so forth. And, and then another tall guy came into the picture uh, who did very well in the American League last year uh, named Aaron Judge. And they heard about the quality the Yankees did of these socks that were being produced for tall, tall people. And he apparently had some kind of hosiery disaster with whatever he was wearing. The Yankees called them and, and asked if they could make up a, a sock for Aaron Judge. And, um, you know, making that long story short, and apparently was so happy he went on a home run explosion and, and absolutely loved the sock and became an investor in the company. And um, again, I mean, yes, Aaron Judge has, has uh, done well for himself, but he everybody that knows him knows what he does, how uh, what a great spokesperson he is uh, in every walk of life. So a great affiliation. Okay, well, the tall order sock people decided, well, I, these are so good, why limit them just to tall people? So they began branching out, making a variety of socks, uh, different styles um, for regular folks and regular feet, still with a little specialty in, in the taller folks and and everything. And it branched out into golf. Great reception so far. You can get them customized to your club. And most importantly, I went by the booth and they half insisted, not much arm twisting, that I take off the socks that I was wearing, try these on and walk around the show. Well, I am telling you, I took 10 steps and turned around and went back to the booth and said, you can't believe the remarkable difference in walking 10 steps with these socks. So, no, I'm not a paid endorser for it. I just love the backstory. And as Ely Calloway used to put it, when something is something is demonstrably different, you have a winner. And I could tell the difference in this sock right away. Off I went. So tall order socks, look them up. Good cause, good product. Man, they really should pay you after that endorsement. That was, nah, that was nah. this pair of socks I'll I'll wash and I'll wear for a long time. That was <laughs> enough for me. What a cool story. I mean, shame on me. I got this press release about the Aaron Judge socks, and I thought it was just one of another one of those things at the show that um you get hear random news about and you're you're like, okay, just another crazy idea. Um, Aaron, Aaron Judge, obviously one of the most popular athletes in New York, uh, in baseball, uh, in sports. Is he across the, uh, he reaches out beyond baseball. People know who he is, but that's, that was an awesome backstory. I'm really glad you shared that with me. And, um, they're called the Aaron Judge all sport game ready grippers. If you wanted to order the specific judge version, I guess they've got a really grippy soul. Um, that helps um, keep you steady when you're using them in an athletic capacity. Are those the ones right, I mean, think, think, Yeah, Al, you think about the way some socks slide around a little bit. You're sweating. You're performing. You know, you're you're doing what you do as an athlete, and uh, all of a sudden they're bunched up, 
or things are going, you know, not the way they should for, you know, your performance you need in your sock and uh, these grip. So, you know, again, ringing endorsement for me on that front. Super cool. Well, I had my last two points that I'm going to make, and I know Joe may have a couple more things, but um, there's so many different gadgets and products and things that you've never heard of popping up at the PGA show, then they're really cool. But one of the bigger areas, I don't know how you feel, Joe, about music on the golf course. I know that can be a polarizing topic for people, but it seems like everywhere you look, there's a different kind of golf speaker out there now that uh, has been made to fit in some area of your game. So, I mean, I passed by all of the uh, range finder booths and your Bushnells and uh, Precision Pro and, and, and other companies like that. And it seems like they all have a GPS speaker now, one that can tell you your distances, your front, middle, and back distances up to the green, uh, as well as serve as a Bluetooth speaker that hooks right to your cart, either magnetically or with some sort of uh, strap or um, hook, something like that. So they all have them over there. Uh, I went through the new product area and saw couple different versions. There was a company called Vibe Tumblers. They make uh, drink tumbler cups with a little Bluetooth speaker that screws into the bottom of them. So you can just put it right in your cup holder, your golf cart, and have a speaker that way. There's also a company called Boomin Belts. Uh, and you may have guessed, but they designed a magnetic Bluetooth speaker belt buckle. It's hands-free. You just attach it right to your waist around your belt. Um, and it has a range of up to 100 yards. So if you're within 100 yards of your phone to play music, you can walk around the course and have it playing with you at all times on your belt loop. Uh, golf speakers. There's, there's so many different ways you can do this, I guess, and probably more that I didn't see. But those were the interesting ones that I saw. Al, that's um, I, man, you did your share of walking. I hope your socks and shoes treated you well. And um, yeah, I, you know, I, I looked around this time too. And again, for some reason, I, I was hanging out with a little more of in the apparel. Um, and uh, I, you know, I came across a couple cool things too uh, that I wanted to share quickly. One of them is a brand called Faraday, and not F E like David Faraday, but F A Faraday. Um, and they're not new, um, but they're relatively new to golf and, again, making huge inroads. I discovered them because I was looking for a Western wear type shirt, a Christmas present, basically, for my wife, who's um, into the horses and uh, and so forth, and came across uh, something that they call a sweater shirt um, from their Legend collection. Well, OK, um, I spent a little more, say, uh, on this Faraday uh, sweater shirt than I would have had I gone to Target. Uh, my wife absolutely adored it. I mean, it just the comfort and the style like, ah, OK, you get what you pay for. It was fantastic. And I mean, it's her like new favorite shirt. And when I saw that they're into the golf arena, I wanted to know what they did, because if the golf product was similar to, you know, what they did for, you know, Western wear, so to speak and everything else they're involved with. I learned a little bit about the company. It's kind of like Ivy League smarts with a surfer vibe. 
you know, um, they're East Coast, New York, New Jersey. Um, and really, uh, summing it up in a nutshell, if you're interested, because they are definitely in pro shops across the country, is um, they have a huge seller, which is their uh, the Stretch Terry Pants. And um, basically, if you're dreaming about sweatpant comfort, and aren't we all? but something that looks like an actual pair of pants that you could wear to a decent dinner or playing golf. Um, it, this is it. That's what, that's their top seller. That's what I found. And, um, you know, again, uh, just absolutely perfect combination for, you know, on the course, off the course. And I can't tell you how many different pairs of pants that I've had on in my life. Some of them don't fit me too well, as you can understand. Um, it, it just feel confining. You know, that you can't really do what you want to do and feel good the way you can in sweats. Uh, my, again, tip of the cap to Faraday um, for producing this this product, this Stretch Terry Pants. Um, check it out. So uh, one more company that I, a little hometown plug, they're, they're based in Phoenix, Scottsdale, called Glove It. And what appealed to me was it was the most colorful booth I saw. And I like just screaming colors, uh, you know, fabulous looking display. Women owned company um, kind of became known for their specialized golf gloves and then expanded, you know, into golf bags and golf apparel. Um, two things that stood out to me in talking to them this time were um, very mute coloring um, in their new neoprene offerings from pickleball yes the sport that everybody is gravitating to and um, a number of items related to that that were completely muted from everything else they do um, but their bread and butter still is producing these fabulous colors and one of the greatest whether it's zebra or leopard and i especially like the leopard bag that not going to generalize but typically um, uh, the ladies prefer these and if you're looking to take on your safari trip, when you go to South Africa, Glove It has a leopard print bag um, that you would look very much at home during that South African sojourn. So a lot of fun during this week, a tiring week in Orlando, Al, but saw so many old friends, met some new ones, and came across some great product. Yeah, totally. And there's the way that, golf fashion has changed in particular things are kind of opening up right like the what's acceptable to be worn on the golf course has changed a bunch in in the last few years and that's very evident from what we've seen what joe described and, and what we saw all across the convention center uh the different clothing brands that are out there promoting their products and all the vast colors and patterns and things people trying to do something different uh, because nowadays it's you don't have to wear a solid colored polo khaki pants and tuck it in and that's how you're supposed to dress at the golf course uh, it's it's much different and one I saw that I had known about but is becoming more popular in the golf space uh, is a company called Kenny Flowers and it's actually started you know shout out to my friend Kenny Hayesfield a college classmate of mine at North Carolina. Uh, he started this company as, you know, an upscale uh, tropical shirt clothing company. 
uh, initially he was just coming up with some, you know, different designs for Hawaiian shirts and selling them to buddies and direct to consumer stuff. And it's grown. They do swimsuits and, and really, you know, upscale high end resort wear clothing, but now they've expanded into golf. So they're doing golf shirts. that they describe, you can go from bunker to beach, fairway to fiesta in this attire. And, uh, Super cool. So you can start maybe seeing some of their stuff in pro shops uh, around the country. You're going to start seeing a lot of these new different brands that make very loud shirts uh, in golf pro shops more and more. And before I we go, I'm going to mention just a couple more companies that I saw that were just uh, interesting, different ideas. Uh, I had seen this on social media, just kind of come through my feed one day scrolling and it's a company called Kid Caddy. What do you think a company called Kid Caddy would make? Well, they've designed a golf stroller for you to throw your clubs on and take the kids with you. And this thing uh, can fit 18 clubs. It's got a compartment for seven balls, uh, tees and ball markers uh, right behind in the handle where you'd be pushing the stroller. And then in the front, it's just a, a normal, regular uh baby stroller but uh combining the going out and play golf but having to watch your kids and taking them with you for a stroll that was a really cool idea uh arnold palmer snacks you've heard of the arnold palmer drink the half and half tea and lemonade well there is now a company that is making snacks themed off the king himself and uh for right now most for the most part it's like nuts and uh, trail mix blends so you can get a bag of the lemonade cashews if you'd like, or the Santa Fe spiced grill room mix. I'm looking forward to trying those at some point, I guess. I've also seen they do make Arnold Palmer gummies too, like sweet tea and lemonade flavored gummies. I don't know if it, this company does those too, but I've seen those in store before. I thought, wow, Arnold Palmer really expanding. Um, <laughs> And then let me see. I'm looking back through my my list of other companies. Yeah, okay. So there was one called Chocolates. And get this, Joe. Chocolates is a powder. It looks like it's like a you put it in your spice rack, perhaps. Um, it's got the feel of this flaky, soft salt that you you put on your hands before you start playing. It absorbs those natural oils in your skin, leaves your hands dry and less likely for the club to get slippery in your hands. For me, I would use this at every time I go to Top Golf. I don't bring a golf club and I feel like I'm going to throw the club out onto the range. But a lot of people struggle with sweaty hands. That's part of the, especially if you're playing in warm weather. You, Joe, in Arizona maybe have uh, experienced that, but. Um, this is something you can just toss on right before you start playing and keep a good grip. So that was a cool product. And that's what I saw. Those were the the things that I noticed. And, you know, there it would be impossible to cover, you know, a quarter of what we saw this past week in Orlando. But that gives you an idea of just how many different things there are to see at the PGA show. Absolutely. And Al, I'll come full circle, actually, on this. Um, because you started off the show by talking about a one-two punch that you were privileged to see, even a third punch there at Cabot Citrus Farms. Well, the PGA of America is pretty proud uh, of what's going on for them as well. 
And they had a nice presentation, several of them actually, but one of them uh, in conjunction with Omni Hotels. And, um, and of course, the new PGA of America facility is opening formally in May of this year with two championship golf courses. Gil Hans, of course, designing the East Course. Bo Welling, who you know from our podcast, and Tiger Woods design as well as his own, um, is designing the East Course. The two of them collaborated, their crews included, on the 10-hole par 3 course called The Swing. And then Bo master planned the whole community, and that included a new Omni Resort with something in the neighborhood of 500 rooms or whatever, but it's going to host PGA championships, senior PGA senior PGAs, a Ryder Cup eventually, um, the new home for the PGA of America. And um, and, and you're going to be able to uh, stay there as of like the middle of the summer and and see those new facilities. So they had a very nice little uh, morning press conference on Thursday where Bo Welling and Gil Hans were in attendance along with PGA and Omni folks. And uh, it's a very exciting development. We all look for new trophy courses to tick off, major championship venues that we can actually play. And uh, kudos to the PGA of America for getting this done. And, um, you know, I'm excited about, you know, uh, looking looking to, you know, when it opens and giving it a go. Yeah, that place is going to be special. Uh, kudos for PGA of America for a great week, too, and uh, continued success along the way. Uh, me and Joe will be there, I'm sure, next year to do it all again. So look forward to having this conversation with you in a year's time, Joe. As well, Al. I'll see you. I'll see you there. See you on the other side. <laughs>